get episodes, David McKinney. I know, almost double digits. It's hard to uh, top last week. It's hard to do it in person and it'd be so smooth and like how you envision it and then go back to being separated by the Ohio River. Yeah, well, a couple different people mentioned to me last week they said that that was our best episode so far. So, and I mentioned I don't I think some people kind of realized that we were together, but it's just so much easier when you can see I'm sitting across from you, I can see your facial expressions and when you're you know when you're done talking, it's a lot easier to uh to to converse, which is really what this is. Uh you know, conversation you know, packaged as a podcast and, and, you know, something that is not exactly always what it pretends to be, which we'll talk a little bit about later, I guess. (laughs) So it's, yeah, when we did it together and and you have, you and I have done podcasts in the same room. We've done commentary together. We've driven in cars for long periods of time together. So conversation between us is no problem. Right. But it's the, like, I can't see if you want to, like, if you're wanting to interject, you know, it's easier not to talk over each other when you're eye to eye. Yeah. And maybe we should probably, you know, do some sort of like video or something like that uh, on top of the, just the audio. But I think it adds a little bit to the magic. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you to the invite from beard octane beard octane is a small business focused on men's beard products uh they actually hooked me up i got the apple pie bomb and the oil and it came in this nice little dropper what do you call it they call it something else tincture yes tincture uh and it smells just like apple pie and it makes my beard feel silky and smooth and it's uh, smells good and you can go to their youtube page and it's just like some dude you know it's not a big corporation like i said a small business if you are like me and not like david but like me want to get some stuff for your beard go to beardoctane.com check out what they have enter promo code beers and beards 10 there's nine other beers and beards no, whatever I put would end it with 10 <laughs> because it's 10% off. Yeah. For this month. I think it changes every month. Okay. Uh, but they were so, they were kind enough to, I, I don't know if they're listening. Thank you. However you found us through Instagram or whatever. Uh, hopefully this is the beginning of something beautiful. But that's beardoctane.com, promo code beers and beards 10. Nice. Yeah, go get you and, and you can't, you can't. Probably not going to help you, David. Probably not. You you shave by choice. Right. Although I I was looking through some of my uh, my product that I have, and I have a lot of beard stuff back from my days working at the Kroger office. And, you know, we, there would always be, you know, random people come in and, um, you know, uh, companies that, set, you know, sell their products in Kroger and they would have – samples for employees at the office they would do these big lobby events and i have a lot of beard stuff so maybe i'll maybe i'll give that to you and and you can try it out or someone that actually knows that has a beard what's weird this week is you know picking out a if you go to the liquor store 
to to get bourbon, it's not a huge selection, right? Yeah. Like, if they have ten or twelve different bourbons, then you're good. You know, you're, it's kind of a a good thing. Uh, I've and maybe I need to branch out, but I I went to our Kroger and was just looking. You know, some of the stuff we, we've already had, some of the stuff I want to do later. You know, I want to do a little Woodford Reserve later. Maker's uh, Mark. Maker's Mark, you know, some stuff that I, that I really like, but I wanted to, you know, like trying the new beer last week. I wanted to, to, I just want to try new things, things I haven't tried. And so I saw this. Now I have tattoos on my leg. They're like the Norse uh, genre. Yeah. So I saw this bourbon called Stonehammer. And it's got like, uh, a hammer and it's you know kentucky straight bourbon whiskey and it wasn't expensive like 22 bucks uh got a cork top which i don't know why i like that i just think that makes it distinguished um and i told you about it and there's not much information out there and we find out this is like the what do you call it the private label yeah private label for kroger so if this was if this was a Walmart bourbon, it would just be called Sam's Choice, right? Right, and uh, <laughs> so we did a little bit of you know you, you probably I mean I don't want to steal your thunder, but we did a little bit of sleuthing and figured out you know that the that the same company Clear Springs Distilling Company, which I think is a um, another name for oh now I forget, um, but they do uh, the Costco bourbon as well. So. Yes, Kirkland brand bourbon. Yes, yeah. Which I think is cool for Kroger. You know, they didn't label it, you know, Kroger bourbon. But that that's like a huge... What You're in that world. You've been in that retail grocery world. What else do they do? Because obviously they'll, they'll slap... Kroger will slap... Kroger's not making this shit, obviously. Right. They're not bottling their own water. Do they just have producers making that and then just Kroger buys it off of it. Yeah. And so now specifically I'm in that sort of private label world uh, now, you know, being a contractor for Kroger, but they have, I mean, every product, of course, you know, Kroger product, you know, simple truth product, uh, private selection. Those are the, the three main ones. And then they've got so many other private label brands that are Kroger exclusive. Like they've got, I don't even know all the names of the wines, but they've got a ton of different wines. Um, and they actually have a beer as well, which I should have tried. I should have grabbed the beer this week. Um, but they can it under it Unveiled Brewing Co. So um, it's it's priced, you know, kind of at that like craft price, uh, you know, but slightly less. I think it's eight ninety nine for a six pack. Um, and the funny thing is I was, you know, the knowing a little bit, you know, a little bit of inside baseball. So they had a private label beer that what you know, they had for, I don't know, a couple of years, you know, at least five years that was brewed actually in Cincinnati um, by a brewery here called Rivertown. And it was a label called Iron Line. And it looked like basically your dad's kind of craft beer. Like it looked like a Sam Adams dogfish head. It was in bottles. Uh, the, the branding wasn't very modern for it or anything like that. So they decided to kind of revamp their, you know, their craft beer line. Um, and a couple of years ago came out with unveiled brewing co, which is the Kroger, 
Kroger brand. And, and the cans are pretty slick. They're like a white can. They've got um, animals on all of them. So it looks like an animal kind of going into like, you know, half of it's like the animal, half of it's the uh, skeleton. Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty slick. And I think that it's brewed by um, a brewery down in Louisiana, but they've got some more modern flavors. They've got a, a double IPA, mango IPA, um, a brown ale, a vanilla dark ale. Um, but they're actually, I mean, for a, um, you know, kind of a, a private label, quote unquote, craft beer, it's pretty solid. Um, you know, if I want something that's a little bit cheaper that, you know, is, is I know is going to be decent. I, It'll I, get you I've drunk. Picked, exactly. I've picked up a couple of six packs of it before. It's, you know, when you, I had that like aha moment, you know, because you had looked into this a little more than I had. Um, was it yesterday, I guess? Yeah. Uh, and so then I start, I find like maybe one review of this. Um, and now I don't want to backtrack or, or take or rewind my stance on bourbon reviews. But when we did the, you know, the Pappy Earth, I guess it's the old Rip Van Winkle 10. And we did the nose and the finish and all that. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm starting to understand it. Like, it's starting to make sense to me. Now, am I going to be that elaborate on those distinctions that most people make? No. But I, I, I think now, especially after I just uncorked this and poured it into a glass to take a picture because all of our Instagram pictures are of beer, <laughs> not of bourbon. So I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I staged this properly, but, um, I, I get it in reading. And this was more of a, uh, no, like they were, they took a boat. It was on a boat trip. Was, I forget the guy's name, the bourbon Baron, or I, I can't remember, but it's like six people and they all reviewed it and, and talked about it. So it was pretty interesting to me. They, the one thing I'm interested in trying uh, or seeing if I can pick out is they, they call it a sweeter bourbon. And I think I've mentioned this. I like the lower um, proof bourbon. Yeah. I don't know why. I just think it's easier to drink. And so this says it's bottled at 90 proof. Yes. Right. So uh, I'm going to drink that in a little bit. David's going to have his beer, but it is the season. Is it, is it officially summer? I guess it is. Yeah. Last weekend. So in conversation, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've got a whole cow coming or I'm sorry. I've got a quarter of a cow coming. Um, Did you cut it back? I thought it was a, a half. It was a half. And then let me tell you, you're <laughs> married and our wives are amazing and wonderful. And on the onset of getting half a cow looking at, you know, 600 pounds of beef, Abby freaked out. Too much. What are we going to do with it? We'll never eat that much. It it took me less than five minutes to half that, to find somebody that was willing to buy the other half. So I've got a quarter, which is about 300 pounds. And now we're getting a, a deep freeze tomorrow. Now she's worried we didn't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, uh, 
and it's coming in August, which is a little late into the season. But one of the things I like to do is grill. But let me preface that with I'm a super basic dude. Burgers, steaks, dogs, chicken. That's that's We're the extent the of what I do. Hunter Homestack of doing the uh you know, the words that I don't even know. I don't smoke. You know, I don't I don't smoke have a smoker or do any of that. Don't do ribs, you know, I don't do anything fancy. I'm not waking up at four AM, firing the grill up or whatever it is to like I'm a throw it on the grill, season it up, get it done, roll on. And I have just a basic basic gas grill, you know, like six burners. You know, I could feed probably 10, 12 people off the grill at a time, and I'm happy. But I know some people take that super serious. Yeah. You have a nice grill, right? I, You know, it's not like high-end or anything like that, but the one thing I wanted when I bought my grill, which was a couple years ago now, was I wanted to have the option to have gas and charcoal. I didn't want to buy two grills and... Uh, where we have, we have like a patio with like built-in stone, things like that. And it had to fit in, um, this specific area where, you know, where they, the people that lived here before us built to make a, a grill, uh, go. So I was looking for a very specific grill and was lucky enough to find, you know, find exactly what I wanted. And I will say having the ability to do, you know, you know, on a quick on a weeknight, Hey, I can throw some, you know, some burgers on the grill something simple on the grill and do the gas uh, and, and get it over with is nice enough to turn on, you know, the, the stove or the oven when it's, when it's hot and 90 degrees outside. Or if I want to go and, you know, take my time on the weekend and do some charcoal and, and, you know, really um, do kind of get kind of the, the full grilling feel. I've got the, the charcoal side as well. So the one downside I will say is it's a decent sized grill. Like my grill probably, if I used both sides, I could probably feed, you know, 15 people. But each side, you know, you only get half of that. So um, it's a it's a little bit of a stretch to fit, you know, enough food for eight to 10 people on on if you're just doing one side. So but all things considered, I'm, I'm super happy with my grill. I, and I was honestly surprised that when I was looking for, uh, for that specific type of grill that there weren't a lot out there, there weren't a lot of like gas and charcoal hybrids. I don't know if that's changed in the last two years or not, but when I was looking for a grill, there was, there were only a few options. Now, oh, I think I just changed something. My microphone said it's hold on. Yeah. All right. What, so what do you grill peppers? uh zucchini yeah. what's what's that like we do um <laughs> we do a lot of you know a lot of veggies um one of my favorite things to do is uh, grilled sweet potatoes um that's good uh i'll do veggie burgers are easy um a lot of zucchini things like that uh the one fun thing to grill that i did not know how it would turn out is uh tater tots we <laughs> You're I grill tater tots top, all man. the time and they are delicious. It's it. better. Like you get that like crispiness of, you know, of, of a deep the fried oven. tater tot or for, for me, it doesn't really get super crispy in the oven unless you're like, you know, you're going probably 30 or 40 minutes in the oven to get a, you know, like a frozen tater tot. Um, 
but they, you know, on the grill, you know, 10, 12 minutes, they're perfectly crispy. Uh, and you don't get the time, you know, the, the added grease of, of if you deep fry them. Yeah. Any sort when of potato your, is great grilled. When did, when did you know the tater tots were your jam? Um, honestly, I don't know. Um, I use, I mean, I'm always, obviously, you know, everyone has fries or, you know, baked potatoes or, you know, things like that. Um, I just love, I like tater tots because I think that they, for, you know, are almost always crispy and you get that, like that crunch that, you know, a lot of times, like, for example, like crinkle fries don't really have a lot of regular right. fries. You don't get a, you know, as much of a crunch. Um, but yeah, probably, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Um, and, and now you see more and more places slowly, but surely, um, you know, find, you know, adding tater tots to the menu because I think that people are starting to see the light. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm a potato tot guy myself and you got to throw some cheese, maybe some bacon bits, some chives or something. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We, I think we talked about tater tots like what Sonic has weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) We need to do like a tater tot rundown one time. Angie and I saw, you know, talking about all the, you know, we, we've tried all the breweries in Cincinnati and we said maybe our next thing is to go and try all the places that have tater tots and, and see who has the best. We ate at a place that had, what were they called, junk tots or something? Dumpster Rooster. tots? Yeah, roosters. That's yeah, roosters. Did you eat roosters with me? I did, yes. Oh, in Columbus, Ohio. That. Or actually, we were in Grove City, Ohio. Is it Grove City? Yeah, Grove City. Yeah, they have that's Roosters Wings and Tots are probably up there. If they want to sponsor us, I would not be upset. Unpopular opinion. I don't like chicken wings. <laughs> that's I don't know. I like um I I like the ones I like breaded chicken wings more than I like Ooh, I heard uh, the crackle. Um but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely a wing person. Wings are probably up in my top like three to four foods, especially like, you know, junk food, things like that. Um, well, I hear that David popped the top on his. I have my glass of bourbon here. So I'm going to go right off with the nose. And it's not that strong at all. Also, one of the things about it, there is no age label on this. So I know it's at least four years old, and I assume that's all it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Probably. Like, uh, but there is no age label on Stonehammer. And I think, you know, you can't find it online. Maybe there's some, like, secondhand retailers. Yeah, it's definitely got, like, a light a light nose to it. It does. It's not, in comparison to last week, the pappy got in there and burned a little bit, at least yeah. for me. Uh, this I does agree. not. This is more. I don't know, like a. This is more liking to Jim Beam. Okay. To the Jim Beam seven year old, it, it's more soft like that. So let's get down the old gullet.
That's not very good bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very good bourbon. Uh, as soon as it hit, it was like very cinnamony. It's like spicy. Okay. Like, uh, not like a rum or anything, but like definitely, you know, it's not, not aged much. If it's a day over four years old, I'd, I'd be surprised because there's not, you don't get that Oak. You're not getting any of that in there. Yeah. That's just, it's more of the like mash taste. Get not super leg. strong, but it's not, uh, uh, it's not good. So, so, you know, there's not really much you can do with a beer that's bad other than, you know, if you're a brewery, you can distill it into, you know, into liquor or into, uh, into, you know, into liquor or what a lot of places are doing hand sanitizer now. What do you do with a bourbon that's, you know, I know you don't really drink a lot of bourbons that aren't great, but are you going to use that as a mixer? Are you going to pawn yeah, on your this. friends? This would be a, no, this would be a perfect mixer. Yeah. This would be like if I had good bourbon to start with and then I just wanted to keep getting drunk, I would go with this. Um, the finish is, it, it's soft. It doesn't last very long at all, but it, I don't want to sound like up. Oh, it just kind of lingers on like <laughs> your tongue. It's not. It's yeah. And see, that's I, I, a funny. I mean, you spoiled me. You spoiled yeah. me. Going from one end of the spectrum to yeah. another. And, and some of the other stuff. Said, 22 yeah. bucks. It's the, I mean, fuck, it's Kroger brand. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting, you know, in the review, they said it was sweet. Uh, Do you get any of the sweetness? Not really, no. No. And I did about, so last week we did a finger, which you put your finger on the glass and you fill it up to, to your finger. Some people do one, two, you know, a, a, a big drink, a big mixed drink would have three fingers of, of whiskey or, or, you know, in our case, bourbon. Yeah. So I just did a finger. So it's not like, I mean, I didn't gag. So that's one, one good thing. It's not. It, it wouldn't be terrible as like a house. Like for, you're at a bar and you're just getting bourbon and Coke. If you're mixing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But a little background to the name. This there's literally nothing on the, on the label, <laughs> right? Stonehammer. It, it's 45% alcohol. Distillers Reserve. Approved by John somebody. Never heard of him. But old Stonehammer. Uh, U.S. Representative Center and the 10th Governor of Kentucky, Thomas Metcalf, spent the early years of his working life as a stonemason before eventually winding up in politics. After Metcalf won the governorship in 1828, his opponent mocked his early trade, which earned him the nickname Old Stonehammer. As governor, his tough-mindedness helped him accomplish much in the way of internal improvements for Kentucky, such as, I don't know, uh, in honor of Metcalf's dogged determination and a job well done, we proudly offer smooth bullshit, satisfying <laughs> stone hammer bourbon. Also, uh, if you're in Iowa, it, you get a five cent return. And if you're in Maine or Vermont, it's a 15 cent return, 22 bucks for a 750 milliliter bottle. It's corked. It looks good. The bottle looks good. I will. I mean, it's one of the better looking bottles. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but I'd like to have Juan try this and see his, his face looks like. 
if he i mean you know and juan and and i i was thinking about this you know earlier um because my my father-in-law was listening to the we i saw him last weekend he was listening to the podcast on on his way uh down from dayton which is is perfect that's why we keep it at an hour that's the distance between cincinnati and dayton travel time um but he was listening and he said now i know if i have good bourbon or good good whiskey to not give it to juan in the future (laughs) that's exactly right he's exactly right good good things are waste wasted on him and that's nothing against juan because you know we both love him but he's a he's a very simple type of guy like he's a he's a guy that's happy with a bud light and a uh and a bottle of ketchup and a (laughs) bottle of or salsa right um, I got, yeah, and that's I'm not Mexican. a racist thing because he's Mexican. He eats uh, salsa on his uh, his hash browns, hash browns when we go to Waffle House. All right, I'm gonna finish this glass, David, just for okay. so I can pour another glass to take a picture. Get something different. Um, but yeah, you know, and Juan too. Uh, he's been to like beer festivals with me a couple times, and it seems like the the better beer that he drinks the less he likes it which is kind of funny like he all you know i remember early on we would go maybe it was the first maybe it was your engagement party yes we were at the brewery and he was wanting like a bud light <laughs> and they didn't carry bud light i mean we it wasn't a it was a like a craft beer bar yeah but then but then so he goes complete opposite end of the spectrum and gets uh, an urban artifact you know, heavily fruited sour beer, which is awful, which is purple, right? So if you're a Bud Light drinker, um, you probably don't like beer that's purple. Um, I thought it was delicious, but uh, it's actually one of my favorite, you know, kind of go-to beers. It, it, if it wasn't eight and a half percent or whatever it is, I would probably drink it a lot more often, but. Um, the purple beer? Yes. The gadget. Was that the sour? Was yes. that the, uh. Warhead, it's like a it's like a blackberry, uh, blackberry and boysenberry sour beer. Yeah, um, I, I tried that. Um, so yeah, Stonehammer. We don't really have. We're gonna. We will sit down and no pun intended. Hammer out some type of uh, review for our beers and bourbons, but this is about. Uh, of, the, of the ones we've had, this is the the last one. Yeah, maybe I fill it up a little bit of water and I give it to, as a gift. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be eighty five proof then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I've looked. You know, looking the selection. I think next week I'm going to go with Booker's. I, it it called my name, and it was just a little more expensive. And I thought, you know, I've I've had Booker's a while back, but I think I'm going. to not the Jim Beam brand, right? Yes. Um, and we, you know, we talked about, um, so the funny thing we, we're, you know, not to go back quickly to, uh, to the, um, to the private label stuff. Um, you talk about, you know, you're in kind of a, you know, de- definitely small town. So your options are kind of limited, but here in Cincinnati, I was at a couple weeks ago at party source and, um, really just kind of walking around kind of aimlessly I had a little bit of a little bit of time to kill so I was looking at a lot of the bourbons and I actually found a maker's mark that they make specifically for uh, the party source and I couldn't really tell what was different other than I think it might have been slightly stronger but it, it 
it's actually a beer that's you know our bourbon that said specifically says you know makers mark you know party source private label or party source exclusive on it which is is kind of cool so maybe we'll have to get that and try that next to the to the makers mark or the makers mark 46 uh side the by one side thing i want to do that. i think it would be cool for us to do which if you have you tried your makers mark yet no so I don't like, think I fingers crossed you like it because I want, I would like to go to the distillery and I've always wanted to do this, but I want to dip my own bottle. You don't awesome. know what that means. Maker's Mark comes like the, the lid it, it's covered in wax. So it, like they, every bottle is dipped in wax. And so, you know, they're all unique in that, in that sense. So if you, you can buy a bottle and they let you dip your own, bottle it's like a smaller bottle, and they have right? different color yeah uh you know my father-in-law has an amazing collection of course we're in the land of college basketball uh with with university of kentucky and they have like a commemorative series about every year uh you know with something on their white bottles sign you know you got like john calipari You've got uh, Rick Bettino, uh, Rupp. They've all, you know, they've all got their own own commemorative bottle of Maker's Mark, and usually it's a one day run, and it's gone. That's cool. So, is Maker's Mark the actual distillery? It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, right? Do they have any other? Yeah, uh, Stiletto, Kentucky, I think it is. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Loretto. Loretto, yeah. Yeah, kind of like. Is that a is that a hill? Like a hot yeah, it's a stiletto. Yeah, it's like halfway in between, <laughs> halfway in between Elizabethtown and Danville, Kentucky, which I've actually been to Danville. Yeah, they have a Kroger. So, uh, it's a big, big city, man. <laughs> uh, let's talk about my beer this week. So this week, I, uh, you know, I picked a beer because I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about a trend. In beer, my beer this week is from Rheingeist, which is right here in Cincinnati. Uh, the beer is called Mathlete. It is a low calorie IPA. Uh, so you know this is a huge um, kind of uh, trend in beer right now is low calorie beers, not just IPAs, but all you know most of most of the beers have been IPAs um, because I think people are starting to see you know to realize, hey, I want something that either a has fewer calories than a, you know, 200, 250 calorie IPA or, a, you know, some of the, the 10% beers, you know, go up to, to, uh, you know, 400 plus calories. Um, so people, you know, really, so a lot of breweries started coming out and pretty much every big brewery and a lot of the small ones came out with low calorie IPAs and, and most of them are not very good to be honest with you. Um, I've tried a couple that are good. This one's Mathlete and from Rheingeist, which, um, so it's a, basically, you know, they, it's that all, me. <laughs> what offends you? Were you a Mathlete in, in, in school? Uh, kind of, sort of not, I wasn't like an official Mathlete, but this is all, you know, based around numbers and kind of tongue in cheek. And actually for locale IPAs, this is even on kind of the low end of, of ABV. It's only 4%. Um, but it is, you know, it's got a decent amount of, of flavor for a beer that's, you know, it, and it's, 
115 calories. Most of the beers I've seen that are, you know, quote unquote, low calorie are anywhere from like 90 to 110. So if you're looking for a quote unquote, low cal beer, this is probably on the high end for you. But um, I think they, you know, I, I, I think they add a lot more flavor with those, you know, five to 10 extra calories. But it's really just a, you know, a super light beer, good beer for summer and a good beer for like, Hey, you want to sit out by the pool and, and crush, you know, a six pack of these. You're not going to be hammered. Um, the hops are Citra and Mosaic and Azaka hops, um, which are Citra and Mosaic are you know, two of the most common and, and really two of my favorite hops. But the thing I really love about this beer is the can art. So Rheingeist, if you follow them at all, you probably know that they're you know, just as much of a marketing company as they are, a, you know, a beer company. They've got the, uh, you know, kind of the skull in the shape of like a hop as their logo. This one has a, a really cool can. Like it's got like the tan color can and they've got multiple stripes on it. It's got like a yellow, orange, red, and like a bluish purple. Um, but it looks like, looks pretty retro, um, in terms of, you know, the, the can. Um, but it's definitely, you know, a little bit different in terms of the design too. So, um, yeah, it, you know, definitely pretty cool. I'm a person like I find myself mostly gravitating toward like the lower ABV beers recently. Um, but I like the beers that are lower ABV, but have kind of full flavor like i'm drinking a lot of lagers pilsners um gozas which are you know typically like 3.5 to 4 percent but they've got a ton of flavor and might have like 120 calories um but it's a for me it's a beer that drinks you know much much bigger than that and i think you get a lot more fulfillment out of that beer um but yeah so I don't know. Have you seen, I think just in, in general, like, I know you don't follow beer super closely, but like that, like, and I, and you know, health and, and low, lower calorie things is always, I think a trend, but it's funny that it seems to really be taken over in beer, you know, within the last like year plus you've got like seltzers and things like hard seltzers are, you know, setting the world on fire. And Ron guys has a seltzer or uh, they have a cider. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not yet that I know of. Yeah. They have a semi dry, uh, hard cider and uh, bubbles, which is their like rosé cider is technically a beer. It's like an ale. Um, yeah, but it's rose ale. Yeah. So the story behind that is like, even though it's technically considered a beer, it's branded the same as their, true ciders are i think because the tax rates on beer are are lower than what they are on cider in ohio and it makes it cheaper to produce if you know they throw like you know half a cup of grain in like a you know whatever hundred barrel uh batch that they're doing to concert to you know to make it be considered a beer just because it's it's cheaper to brew or to produce a beer, quote unquote, than it is a cider. Yeah, they also make uh, Swizzle, which is a hard cider, which is slightly less alcoholic than the semi-dry. Yeah, they've got Swizzle, they uh, which Swizzle 
um, and they just came out with their uh, Wowie again, which is like a pineapple, um, pineapple uh, ale. I think it's a beer. Um, not, it's not technically a. Uh, Yeah, the Rye guys, they are impressive. You know, I look at just all the stuff that they have. I'm looking at their, like, Double Oaks Bog Beast, uh, Wheatwell Ale, aged in bourbon and scotch barrels. Um, yeah, and the, that's the funny thing, too. So, Rheingeist, you know, really has, um, you know, they're kind of known as, like, the, you know, the IPA and the Pale Ale people um, just because they – that's kind of what they made their name on, but their beers outside of that are amazing. Like we went and a couple of days ago had, uh, there was a place that was doing like a tap takeover of some of their um, sour beers and they were all delicious. They call them um, outer reaches. And it's, you know, it's funny because even though they're, they're big, they're like the 24th biggest craft brewery in the U S right now. And they're you know just now hitting their seven year anniversary. Um, they, they're still being innovative on top of doing what sells, which is, is kind of cool to see. Now here's where I would, so I'm looking at their, uh, barrel aged cafe Inc, which is a coffee imperial stout aged in barrels, 13% ABV. That sounds like it'll hit you. Yes, it will. <laughs> I've got... I've got a bottle of one of their barrel aged beers. Maybe I'll have to break that out in a couple of weeks or something like that. But they've got, um, yeah, I mean, they've done a lot. Their ink is really good, um, which is just their, um, it's kind of like their base Imperial stout, which I think is like 10%. They barrel age a lot of that. They've done like some wheat wines, which is, um, you know, really like a, it's similar to like a barrel, you know, uh, similar to a, um, uh, 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 barley wine, but just with wheat and, you know, higher ABV beer. Um, they've, and they've done some, they've won honestly more awards for their barrel age stuff than they have for, you know, kind of their basic, you know, everyday kind of, kind of core stuff, which is, you know, the, the stuff that people know is the stuff that, um, that gets all the attention. Um, the stuff that do people don't do know is the stuff up there. And you mean in Cincinnati, Cincinnati in general? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I've went one time and I think Ryan Geist was young then. It's probably been six years ago or, or more. So you said they're seven years old. Yeah. They just hit their every June. They hit their, uh, their seven year anniversary. So, I remember because I remember Ryan Goss. I also remember like Hootie Pole. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's a like a an old um, like a an old brand that's been around for forever. It was nasty, <laughs> but it was everywhere. Um, interesting, yeah. So that looking at just in Cincinnati, you know, I know like last week we did one from Tampa and we've had, you know, from Delaware, but just around your literally in a 10 mile radius, of your house. Uh, yeah. The, just the selection is amazing. 
Yeah, and, and that's not, I, it's, yeah. Not, it's not all good, you know. And I think you would agree. Just because it's different and out there doesn't mean mean it's good. But somebody will like it, you know. Everybody has their niche, and some, you know, depending on what on what your palate requires. Just like last week with the uh, uh, what's it called? Highly 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 was not, you know, just the smell of that, the very hoppy smell, but the taste was super smooth. So, like, that's something I would drink, you know. As as somebody who's trying to be open-minded, I remember when I was trying to, when I got into combat sports, I was, like, dug into MMA and wasn't really respecting boxing like I should, right? And then I got into boxing as well and realized – they can, you know, they can uh, live together in what you like. And I feel like, you know, like beer, I, I feel like I'm on, because of you, David McKinney, I'm on the cusp of. <laughs> starting to drink beer. Yeah, starting to drink beer. But with the, with the you know, you think, when you think of going back to your to your beer this week, the low calorie, what what's the first thing? If you're going to say, hey, I want a low calorie, low carb beer, you would say drink uh, either like a light, you know, craft lager, um, or like no, a no, 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 like the mainstream. When you think of that, the way it's marketed, low uh, like calorie, Bud Light low or carb, Michelob Ultra, Michelob yeah. Ultra. That's yeah. the one that comes to mind for everybody. That's the stuff where, like, if you're mowing the yard and you just need to stay hydrated, it's water. You know, even a guy like me, there's no Michelob Ultra doesn't. You know, yeah, I could, I could drink twelve of those. <laughs> And I will say there, you know, there are beers that I drink that, you know, I don't really drink too much like, you know, that macro beer, but there are beers that I drink where I'm like, Hey, after a, you know, after it's a warm day, I'm, I'm out mowing the yard doing, you know, or doing any sort of yard work. Um, there are beers that I drink that I'm, I'm like, Hey, I want something that I can, you know, crush or that's, that's sessionable. That's light, but I want something that's like refreshing like I'll, I'll drink like a Sam Adams summer ale, which is like a, um, you know, like a, a weeded beer that's got like some like lemon flavor. It's almost like a lemonade beer without being lemonade. Um, or I'll drink like a, um, you know, a, a light like Goza or something like that, or a, a Kolsch, something that's light and refreshing. I'm not going to go and, you know, after being outside in, in 90 degree heat and I want a beer, I'm not going to, uh, you know, grab like a 10% barrel aged, <laughs> barrel aged beer. Um, that's what I love about craft beer, honestly, is, is really just the versatility and, and knowing honestly, like, Hey, there's different beers for different situations. And I'm going to always drink, you know, or not always, but I'm usually going to know like, Hey, this is the vibe that I want for my beer. Um, so this is what I'm going to drink. And I think that's a lot of how like the enjoyment of beer goes into that as well. Like, if you're actually find the right beer for the right situation, you're going to enjoy it a lot more than like, I've definitely made the mistake before of like, you know, trying like a big, dark, heavy beer in, in the middle of summer. And I'm like, I don't even want this right now because it's, you know, it's either sits heavy or, or, it, you know, it's just not what I'm, I'm in the mood for, you know, something big and like you barrel aged. Um, whereas it could be a fantastic beer and any other time I would love it, but, just it's not the right right place and time for for that specific beer. 
Beer, bourbon, beer, summer's rolling along. David, you said you had a, a uh, it's not a busy day, but just a hectic day at work, managing multiple yeah. projects at the same time. This is the time of year that makes me really just question why I'm still employed. <laughs> why you don't retire. Yeah. You know, and, and, but listen, I'm not an outside guy. We talked about this when you went kayaking. That's not my thing, but I just, you know, if I want to go swimming, you know, I, I have a plethora of pools that surround me, uh, in, in my family that I can go to and friends, uh, hang out, grill, you know, sleep in. I don't know something about summer. Some people say that about like winters because I guess the seasonal depression that, that it brings where you don't want to get out and do anything. But I tell you, man, like yeah. this morning I was like, man, I don't, I just want to turn my phone off. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. There's definitely days like that. And it's a little bit different being, you know, still working from home because I can go and take a, you know, 10 to 15 minute break outside and, you know, hang out with the dogs or you know, do something like that. Um, whereas if you're in an office, I feel like, you're kind of, you know, you feel like you're kind of trapped, especially in the summer. Um, but yeah, on, on nice days, like, like what we had today, I think it's, um, like I want to go sit in on a patio somewhere. Um, dude, your, your outside area is immaculate. Like I think a lot of people would be super envious of your setup at your house. Just your picnic table alone. (laughs) That, and, and, you know, it's, you know, we, we live, Honestly, and you know, not in like downtown, but we're definitely city. Um, but we've got a little little outside oasis. Um, if you've seen some of the pictures on our our social media, um, I, I take a lot of them in our our outdoor area. It's like a kind of like a stone area. We've got a, a nice big stone fire, you know built in fireplace. Um, there's a nice like probably twenty to twenty five people uh, picnic table. Um, that's that's huge and never going anywhere. <laughs> um, it has planters. It has planters yeah. in the middle of it. Like you could grow a garden on his, in his picnic table. Yeah, which is actually they so they were designed as coolers, but they're so big it takes like uh I don't know. I think it was like 40 pounds of ice for each one and it still wasn't even <laughs> wasn't even full. Um so we just decided, like, we've got some other, you know, pretty decent-sized coolers that there's two of them. So we turned them into planters. We grow herbs out there. Girls herb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. glaucoma up and going. <laughs> what's, so now that we're a couple weeks into summer, what's, what's your summer activities? Like, what's your go-to? Talked about grilling. I love grilling on the regular. But, like, for me, I fucking love the 4th of July. I love fireworks. I have a huge scar on uh, the back of my right leg where I got hit by a exploding mortar round. Um, and I still love fireworks. So I, I don't know what's going on in Ohio, but it, basically we're back to the stone ages where fireworks are witchcraft and they're illegal here. Um, but other than that, what, what do you look forward to in the summer? Um, you know, talking about fireworks, I'm, I'm not necessarily a huge fireworks person. I'm, you know, if, if people are setting them off it, it kind of is what it is, but the, the professional fireworks 
shows are are always really cool like you know we've got a a couple of them here in ohio that are are really big i'm really just a I like you know just being outside in general no matter what i'm doing um i think uh you know last weekend we went up to columbus um my buddy eric they've got a big like swimming hole basically on their property and uh we went and, and hung out there on on sunday which was father's day um doing stuff like that you know getting out grilling cooking out you know we're always i feel like in the summer outside you know whether it's on our on our patio or um someone else's patio definitely just got to be outside though yeah are you do you like having a tan like if you go by the pool yeah. are you gonna yeah you... i get pretty tan i'm actually the funny thing is so i wear a uh like a um Garmin watch just from for running and and I've got a pretty good watch tan going on just from from the running so far for the summer. Are you back to marathon training yet or what? Yeah, we're in week two and I, I'm like ninety five percent sure that it's going to get uh, the the we have a marathon planned in in October. I'm pretty sure it's going to get canceled, but until it's canceled, I'm like full steam ahead. And then as soon as they say it's canceled, I'll probably lose all motivation and won't run for like two weeks but for now um i'm I'm training it's it's so much harder and so much different training in in the summer and the heat versus like when we this was originally scheduled for may and we started training in january for it and it's like yeah 10 degrees outside (laughs) um which it you know it sucks because it's hard to warm up but in the summer, it's hard, you know, it's, it's impossible when you're running to cool down. So I don't know if like the perfect running temperatures are like 38 to like 50, 52, something like that. Maybe, um, anything colder, anything warmer is starts to get, get too cold or too hot. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. But I'll run in shorts and like 40, you know, 40 degrees. I'll run in shorts and a t-shirt. I wear shorts on Christmas Day, so that's because I'm fat. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start marathon training. What's the first week like? We're talking half mile first day, or what? what how you no, well, so <laughs> it depends on like. So we're doing a, we're doing like the training that's designed for like, hey, if you start out from, you know, I've already done like basically going, going from a half marathon to a marathon. So our first week is was 17 miles so during the the week you do a three and then a three four three and on the weekend you do a seven mile run so but if you're going to you know start from zero i would say your first week is probably like you'll do a minute of running and then 90 seconds of walking and you'll do that for maybe like 20 minutes total so you'll probably get in like a mile, mile and a half, and you'll do that three days your first week. Um, that would be my training for the whole marathon. <laughs> there's a, a really popular run, app. Six minute walk. Yeah. Yeah. Couch to a, 5K? yeah. Couch to 5K is, is super popular. And that's actually how I started. Um, my first race was actually a 7K, which is like 4.3 miles. Um, that's oh, the overachiever. <laughs> that's the way to uh that most people get started. I mean, and you can start I would say you you could start from 
if you started today, you could run a marathon in, in a year, no matter you know what shape you're in. And he's I, saying that to you, the listener. He's not saying that to me. He's saying that to you, <laughs> the fan. I, you the you definitely could. Even you could. I, in a year, this time next year, I'll be 40, David. 40. So the most popular age to run your first marathon is 39. You just made that up. No, I actually learned that in, uh, in, in a book class. that I read. No, no, yeah, in marathon class in a book that I read earlier this year. Um, I'm just going to watch people like David Goggins inspire other people and, <laughs> and do that. We So, like we said last week, we're going to try to get together in person a couple more times. I know in August, uh, we're looking to do an, in stu- an actual studio, maybe in September. Maybe we'll drive back and forth a few times. It's not, not really that far, but the traffic going to Cincinnati is redonkulous. Especially if you, you come up on, like, you came up, like, direct, you know, <laughs> right during rush hour, too, I think was yeah. kind of your your issue. Uh, but we appreciate all the, the downloads and the listens, uh, especially you Apple users. I don't know. I don't know how many of you there are, but I know most of the people that I, that I've talked to that listen, listen on, on Apple podcasts. Uh, don't forget to go to MMA McKinney.com. Uh, you've not posted anything like a week, David. I know. Slack MF. <laughs> Uh, but there, there's a player. Listen, all the podcast episodes right there. You can also see a list of all the beers and bourbons that we went through. Uh, this is week eight. And by far my least favorite experience. Uh, and get the bad ones out of the way. Yeah, just get it out of the way. A big thank you to BeardOctane.com. Uh, self self uh, acclaimed hardworking American who developed a beard care brand that anyone would be proud of beard care products that actually do what they say they'll do. If there's ever an issue, you can speak directly to the person who fucking made them. Think about that. If you got an issue with the product, you can speak to the person that made them. Now I got the bomb and usually you get like a little, you know, when you get like the Carmex or, or something, you know, you get like a little tin, yeah. Like the stuff for your lips, you know what I'm talking about? That's yeah. usually how the beard bomb comes in. This thing came in like a uh icebreakers, uh, you know, like the mints, like it came <laughs> in big. one of those big things. So yeah, like so and and I didn't even ask for the uh for the oil, and I got the oil too. So I've got the the apple pie oil, which comes in the tincture, so you just drop it in your hands, or you can just drop it directly into your beard, and the bomb. I'm a bomb guy over a uh oil guy. Uh the oil I just don't like how the oil feels. But you can go beardoctane.com right now. Uh if you spend over $75 free shipping in the United States, use code beers and beards 10, save 10%. It helps us out a little bit, get you a little discount. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm gonna actually post a picture of this a shitty bourbon. Uh, maybe we'll do a giveaway and I'll, and I will give it to one of you guys. Probably I thought about doing some giveaways. We probably will eventually do some, some giveaways on our Instagram. So make sure you follow our Instagram beers, beards podcast on Instagram, because 
think I might have some like gift cards and things to give away on Instagram. Help drive up those oh, followers. So in recap, David had Rheingeist Mathlete. I had Kroger brand Creek Water. Stone, Stone or Hammer. Stonehammer. Which I will gladly sh- like display this bottle because I like how it looks. Uh, and, and let us know if you see the picture on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. You tell us how it looks. <laughs> Drop us a review on iTunes, all that good stuff. Until next week, David McKinney, keep drinking, enjoy your summer, and uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Later. <laughs>